Tammy Duckworth's experience as an Iraq war veteran may have played a role in her recent appointment to the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, but the second-term Democrat says that won't be her focus. Duckworth tells WGLT's Eric Stock she wants to address other areas of national security. For me, um, I'm an old soldier. I'm all about my nation's strength and my national security. I want to really focus on developing the other aspects of national security beyond the military. I always work on the military issues, but I think our our nation's economy is critically important. One of the things we learned during COVID is how um, uh, vulnerable our supply chain is, especially the manufacturing supply chain. So I would like to use my seat on the committee to really um, promote economic development, joint ventures, partnerships with other nations to invest in America. Um, Things like, uh, you know, really expanding on the CHIPS Act, the Bipartisan CHIPS Act that we passed last year to attract, um, for example, high-tech chip manufacturing to the United States and in particular to Illinois and the industrial Midwest. With regards to U.S. relations with Ukraine, we're approaching one year since Russia invaded Ukraine. Do you support the increased weapon support the U.S. is providing now, and will the U.S. fund the Ukrainians indefinitely? Well, remember that we're 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 so I yes I support it as a um, because we have a commitment to NATO right we are a NATO country and our NATO allies who are really on the front lines of this Germany and Poland stepped up and made the decision to for example provide more uh, to uh, main battle tanks uh, to the Ukrainians uh, because the Russians have escalated uh, the war and, and and the tools that they're willing to use and they have become. Um, much even more brutal than they have been. I mean, they're they're targeting ambulances and they're targeting civilian um, apartment buildings, for example. They're using cruise missiles to uh, take out apartment buildings where civilians are, are living. Um, and so I think it's important for our alliance, the NATO alliance and our position as a leader within the NATO alliance to support um, those frontline nations that have made this determination that yes, uh, Ukraine needs those main battle tanks. And so um, the first tanks going in are going to be the German Leopard tanks that um, Poland has. Um, and then, of course, we will be sending in our um, M1A1 Abrams tank, um, which is a much more sophisticated tank that um, it's going to take them a little longer time to train up on. Is there a concern that uh, Putin will take this as an escalation? Putin has already escalated. All, all the escalation that's happening is happening because of Putin. He's the one who brought in the mercenaries. He's the one that's taking uh, people that out of his prisons and, and throwing them onto the front lines because he can't get enough conscripts. You know, he he is the one who invaded Ukraine. Um, so if you talk, want to talk about escalation, it's, it's Putin that's escalating the war. Um, and we are helping the Ukrainians defend uh, their freedom. And, and remember that if Putin... Uh, is successful at annexing the whole country of Ukraine, um, that puts NATO on the front lines. And the first nation on the front lines of that is going to be Poland, which is a NATO ally, which could easily trigger Article 5 of the NATO alliance, which is mutual self-defense. And so um, the best thing we can do to keep the United States from having to go into the war is to support the Ukrainians to fight their war. The killing of uh, Tyree Nichols in Memphis, a black man at the hands of five black police officers who are now charged with murder, has reignited calls for police reform. Congress talked about this after the George Floyd killing. Talks broke down largely over qualified immunity. In other words, would police officers be held liable in cases of wrongdoing? Will that continue to be a red line for any reforms if these talks fire back up again? 
Well, I hope that they, I hope that the talks um, uh, resume and the two senators really leading the discussion on this are Senators uh, Booker and Scott, um, Booker on the Democratic side and Senator Scott on the Republican side. And in fact, as part of those talks, um, one of the bills that I've been introducing uh, for a while now, uh, in fact, the second bill I ever introduced uh, um, as a senator was my Police and Training and Independent Review Act that calls for independent third-party review of any um, involved uh, police-involved shootings or or deaths, um, and uh, that you know you take it out of the hands of the local investigators, but the independent third party um, uh, will take a look at at the incident. Um, so I'm pleased that some of my initiatives have been included in these talks, and I, I really sincerely, sincerely hope that they resume and urge that they resume. Uh, where the Republicans are in terms of qualified immunity, we're going to have to see what they come to the table with. But I absolutely wholeheartedly endorse getting back into negotiations and let's pass something that would not only uh, provide the needed police reform, but also support our police officers. You know, they're the good police officers who are out there trying to do a very difficult job day in, day out. If all of these other reforms included in this measure that seem to have bipartisan support can pass, but immunity is maintained for officers, will Democrats go along with that? Well, I need to see what those other reforms are. Um, you're you're asking me a hypothetical, and I, I, I really want to say I'm going to vote on something yes or no before I've had a chance to read it. Uh, I can tell you what I'm urging um, uh, Senators Booker and Scott to do is please reopen the negotiations and let's put everything on the table and see what we can get to, because we certainly need some sort of reform. The U.S. is now taking extraordinary measures to avoid default as it reaches its debt limit. Uh, President Biden has said that cuts that Republicans want are not up for negotiation. Are there any cuts that you would support to extend the debt ceiling, or are these two separate issues? They're two separate issues. You, ha- America has to pay her bills. I mean, if, if Republicans, especially the, the the minority of the Republicans in the House, get their way and we default on our on our debt, it's going to affect people who are on Social Security. It's going to affect, you know, you're not going to get your Social Security checks. Our veterans are not going to uh, get their payments for their disability. Uh, Medicare will cease. Um, all of sorts of things will happen, not not the least of which is the, you know, the good credit of the United States. So we have to pay our debts. We have to pay, you know, when you when you got a credit card bill, you got to pay that credit card bill. And then if you want to have a conversation about not spending so much and, and, and running up that credit card debt, I'm happy to have that conversation. But you don't default. You, you don't just say, you know what, I'm not going to pay my mortgage this month. No, that's not the way it works. Well, one budget discussion that the Republicans want to have as we continue with U.S. Senator Tammy Duckworth is raising the retirement age to 70 as one way to limit government spending on entitlement programs. Given that people are living much longer now, is that something Congress will eventually look at? Again, I am happy to look at anything that involves talking about where our what our budget needs to be. Um, I think that some of the places where we can actually cut our spending has to do with uh, uh, the, the the freebies we give to large corporations, the freebies we give to the wealthiest, the freebies we give um, to pharmaceutical companies, you know, uh, uh, to make sure that uh, we we lower some of those costs first. There there are some there are lots of things that we can look at, and we certainly should look at all of them. Um, uh, but I don't think that we should be going after Social Security and Medicare as the first thing. Uh, 
That's that's just, I don't think, the smart move to make in terms of making sure we take care of working families across this country. Uh, one Republican from Central Illinois, Darren LaHood, has said that he's exploring legislation to consider tougher penalties for holding on to classified documents. Uh, the last two presidents and uh, the previous vice president have had these documents in, in their possession. Are the laws regarding highly sensitive info like this too lax in your view? Well, I, I, anytime the classified material is found where it shouldn't be, there's a problem. Uh, but there's, let, let me make it clear that there's there is a very diff, a big difference between where uh, former Vice President Pence and, and President Biden are um, with the documents that have been found and voluntarily turned back in and initiated themselves versus President Trump, who was actively hiding classified documents from the National Archives. He had ordered people to put pack them into boxes and to hide the boxes from investigators. Uh, so there's a big difference between those two, between what Mike Pence, um, you know, finding uh, uh, documents in his offices versus Donald Trump moving classified documents from location to location to try to evade uh, um, the, the federal government and, and our National Archives who said, hey, you're not supposed to keep those. That said, I fully support having the independent investigation that the Justice Department has mounted into this situation. And then I look forward to seeing what they are going to, what the findings are and what the uh, the recommendations will be. Because anytime there is classified documents where it's not supposed to be, that's a problem. That was U.S. Senator Tammy Duckworth of Illinois speaking with WGLT's Eric Stock.